Okay, Rabotai, good afternoon. We are putting Kuf Dalid Amud Bet online now, so the Kahal can enjoy it. Again, the school of Shiva Labot, we're starting with Kuf Dalid Amud Bet, starting with the words Natan Lo Takeret, and we begin. We begin at the two dots. We are quoting from the Mishnah. <coughs> the Mishnah had a case for a person, he stole money. And he swore that he didn't steal. And then he was more dead. So the halakha says, in such a case, he has to pay. He has to pay principal, and he also has to pay a homish. And the halakha said that when it comes to the principal payment, he has to follow the guy all the way to Madai. You stole money. So you have to catch up to the guy all the way if he's on the other side of the world. You have to go pay him. However... The Mishnah said, if he paid the Kerim, and he didn't pay the Chomesh, so he doesn't have to go to the other side of the world to pay the Chomesh. Which means, the only time that you have to go after the Nigzal is on the Gezela itself. That's the Kerim. But not the Gezela, the Chomesh. So the Gemara makes a diuk from here. The Gemara says, Alma Chomesh Mamunahu. Must be that the Chomesh payment is considered a monetary payment. Which means... <coughs> The Nigzal is entitled to this money. It's, it's monetary payment. It's not a gift that you're giving him uh, <clears throat> for kapara necessarily. Because from the fact that the Mishnah to go out of its way and say, you don't have to go to the other side of the world, uh, I would have thought that you do. Because since it's a monetary payment, so maybe you have to go to the other side of the world to pay him, just like you have to pay the principal. Kamash Malan, the Mishnah says no, that you don't have to. But you see what? That the Mishnah was looking at the payment of Chomesh as a monetary payment. Nafkamina, the Gemara says, the Imamayit, if let's say the Gazlan dies, Meshalmele Yorshin, the Yorshin, the inheritors, would have to pay the Chomesh, since it's monetary. So therefore, they have to pay it as well. Which means if the father died, as she says, the Imamayit Gazlan, Meshalmele Yorshin, that's right. And it says for him in the Mishnah, Natan etakirin. Let's say he paid the kirin. The nishba on the homish, and then he swore falsely on the homish. He said, "I paid the homish," and then what? Then he was modet, and he said, "I was lying." So then the din is harem musib homish al homish. So now the original homish turns into principal, and he has to pay the original homish plus another fifth of that. Because the original Chomish turns into principal payment, and he swore falsely on it, and has to pay a Chomish on that. Again, from that part of the Mishnah, you see, Alma, Chomsha, Mamona. You see that what? It must be Mamon. Because the only time you pay Chomish is on when you kofer, when you deny a monetary payment. And therefore, the fact that you're saying you pay a Chomish on a Chomish, so therefore the Chomish, the original one, is considered a Mamon payment. Betanya and and we have a Braita that supports this. A person stole from his friend, and he swore. And then what happened? And then he died. So you see, the inheritors of the Gadlan, they have to pay not only the Keren, but they have to pay the Chomish as well from the assets of the deceased. But they are patur from the asham. The asham is only uh, uh, for the person that stole. And there's no kapara for the dead people. He's better than 
there's no Asham, but he has to pay the the the, the, the Gazlan's children pay Kerem Chomer. So again, you see, it is indeed an entitlement of Mamon that the Gazlan has to pay, and the Gazal is entitled to. That is the Gemara's point. Now the Gemara goes into a whole subject. You're telling me in this Gemara that the Yorshim, that the inheritors have to pay the Kerem Chomer of their father. So the Gemara asks. Are you telling me that the Yorshin indeed have to pay the Chomesh of the father? Is that so? The Yamara has a contradiction. What's the contradiction? The Yamara says it's quoting from a writer. Well, meanwhile, we have a contradiction. Which means, I have a pasuk in the Torah. The pasuk says that what? It says, the person that stole, of course, has to return the gezerah. And then it says, Yosef Alat. And he also has to add a chomesh, which is mashma that the chomesh is only paid by the person who actually did the stealing. So comes the Gemara and says, Adain and Yomir. When will I say that the children don't have to pay the Chomesh for their father, for the stealing of their father? In a case where, let's say, nobody, nobody swore on it. Nobody admitted, nobody swore, not the father, not the son. Or a case of who, or the child swore falsely on, on it, and the father did not. Or Abib Vedohu, or the father did, and not the son. Who the Abib Minayim? How do I know that if both the father swore that he doesn't owe it, and then he died, and then the child also swore falsely that he was paid or that he doesn't owe it? Uh, how do we know that in that case also he doesn't have to pay for the homage? Kamud Omar, Asher Gazal, Asher Ashak. Only the person that actually did the stealing, Vihudo Gazal, Velo Ashak. So basically, what the Brayta is really saying, the only one that pays homage is the Gazlan himself. No matter what the scenario is, no matter who did the swearing, and therefore we have a contradiction. What you just told me in the previous Brayta, that the father died and he didn't pay. He swore. The father swore falsely when he died. So the children have to pay Kedem, and they have to pay homage as well. But from this Braita, it's mashma that they do not have to pay homish. So we have a contradiction. So the Abba says, Rav Nachman says, no, I can answer very simply. Amar Rav Nachman, lakashya. Kan shehoda, kan shelohoda. Very easy. The Braita that says that the Yorshi have to pay homish on the gazel of their father is talking about shehoda. She's the father, the gazlan, he admitted that he was lying before he died. And therefore the father already in his lifetime was Hayav, Kerem Bechomesh, and therefore the children now have to pick up the Kerem Bechomesh. The writer that said that the children have to pay Kerem Bechomesh is talking about where already the father was more in his lifetime, that he swore falsely. Kan Shelohoda. Oh, the writer that said that Yorshim are indeed Peturim from paying Chomesh from the Gezel of their father, is talking about where the father, the Gazlan, was not more there. And since the father never had a chiyuv of Chomesh on him, because he was never more there, 
So the children don't have to pay. The Gemara says, wait, if we're ever talking about a case over here where uh, where nobody uh, admitted, which means you're telling me that the father, before he died, he swore that he doesn't know it. He didn't steal it. And he never was more there. The same what time the child's over there? The child also was never more there. So then there's no kerin payment either. Which means the bright as mashma, kerin you pay. But you don't have to pay homish. But what are you talking about? The case is talking about where nobody ever admitted anything. They just swore that they don't know anything. So there's no kerin payment. So On a why does the Braitha say he's only patur from Homesh? The Chaurai should be patur also from the Kiran. So comes the Gevaran says, Yeah, maybe the Braitha means that the children don't have to pay anything. In the case where the father just swore, and he never admitted that he owed it, he just swore, and uh, maybe the child doesn't have to pay, not Kiran, not Homesh. Maybe you're right, they don't have to pay anything. Cannot be. The Ham, if they come, had their a Homesh. In fact, the Braitha said the child would have to pay Homesh. The member of the Kirin Meshalim. It's much more Kirin he does have to pay. The old Tanya. And furthermore, we have another like, uh, regarding this Pasuk. It says Gazal. That what? It says that what? That the person that stole, he has to do the returning. He has to pay back. <coughs> and the Gebarat Zoresh, that what? When does the son have to pay? For the father's stealing the kerin, when does he have to pay? Mansion is who the aviv. Ah, the case is talking about when they both swore on it, which means the father swore that I didn't steal anything, and then he died, and then the son also swore also that he paid it back, and then he was mode. Uh, 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 so that's the case where the child has to pay the kerim of the father. The mansion is not who the aviv. However, aviv below who, who below aviv, no who below aviv. Me nine. How do I know if only one of them made a shemuat? Amud Omar gizela beoshek aveda upikadon yesh talmud. Now leave those last words yesh talmud for a second, because the Gemara is going to analyze what those words yesh talmud means. But from the extra word in the Pasuk, we learn, at least from the Braita, the child always has to pay for the Gezerah of the father. But what, what part of the Gezerah? Only the Kerim. <clears throat> so again, you see from this Braita that what? Only Kerim is paid by the children, not Chomesh. And the Gemara now is the rest of those last words of the Braita. Yatif, Rabunah was sitting and he said over this Braita, Rabbi's son said, Yesh Talmud Ka'amar Mor. What does he mean when he said Yesh Talmud? Maybe he means Yesh Talmud, meaning we could learn this from Pesukim. Yesh Talmud. Meaning we could learn this fact that in all cases, the child always has to pay the Kerin of the father. Because it says in the extra words in the Pesuk, from all these extra words over there we learn, that what? That the chayuv of kerin is in all scenarios. The father swore, the child didn't swear. The child swore falsely and the father didn't. No matter what, the child, basically the child has to pay for the gezerah of the father. That's what yesh tamud would mean. We have a tamud, we have extra words in the pasuk of each tamud. Or yesh tamud ka'amar mor. Or, no, maybe, maybe he didn't say yesh tamud. Maybe he meant to say yesh tamud. They will pay. Meaning 
It's not from Pesukim, it's from a Sevara, which means uh, logic. Uh, if the father owed money, because he stole it, and now he died, so the Yoshim have to pay it. We don't need a Pesuk Pesuk for that, that's uh, Sevara. So they just wanted to know the end of that writer, that it means Yesh Talmud, meaning I learned that the children have to pay Kerit. Am I learning that from a, a Yesh Talmud, from the extra words in the Pasuk, or is it Yesh Talmud, meaning they have to pay, you don't need a Pasuk for that. Amale Yesh Talmud Ka'amina, no, it's actually a Talmud, it's a Derasha, Umir Dekra Amre, and it's actually from the extra words in the Pasuk. Okay, now that we established that the children pay Kerin, but again, <coughs> you see what, from this bright over here, when it says Veshiva the Gezela, it's talking about where the father already owed the kid. Right? That's one of the cases. And that's why the child has to pick up the kid. And still, what does it say? He only has to pay kid in, and he doesn't have to pay Homish. <coughs> so therefore, how you pay? But you just told me that Nachman, that what? That if the father was more there, if the father already admitted that he swore falsely, then the child has to pay care of the homage. But you see from this last bright that we just quoted, that even if the father was Nishma and he was Modeh, he owed Kirin in homage, that the child only has to pay Kirin. So you see again, we have this Tira in Brightot. Get clarity over here. The Gemara wants to know, Tira, how do we answer this contradiction? One bright as Mashma, that what? That the child has to pick up the homish of the father, and another bright as mashman, not like that. So how do you answer? And then Nachman, you came along and said, "Oh, you know what the answer is? When the father was more there, then the child already has to pay the homish. And when the father is not more there, then the child only has to pay keres." So Yevara says, "Ela my lo hoda." That which Rav Nachman said above. And you said that the child is not homish. So, Hoda Abi, the Hoda Beno. Which points about that what? That even though the father himself was not Mode, he swore falsely. He didn't Mode in his life. He swore that I don't know it. I didn't feel it. And then what happened? The Hoda Beno. And then what? His son came along, and his son was Mode, that what? that the father stole, the kid was more there, therefore he's have to pay the kid. However, we see what? It is patur from homish, because the rule is, the person is not have to pay only for the homish of his own gizela, but not for the gizela of his father. So again, let's just review where we go until this point. Basically, the Gemara had a stira, had a contradiction from the right. One right that was mashma, that what, that the child, that the child does not pay homage, and one right that was mashma, that he does pay homage. So Rav Nachman came along and said, like a shah, it's not a question. When the father was there, he made a simple answer. The father was more there, meaning in his lifetime he was already high up homage, so the kid has to pay the homage as well. And Kanchelohoda, where the father was not more there, so then the child does not have to pay the homish. So then the Gemara, the question, Ilohoda, if nobody admitted, then Kerin also may have to pay. The Gemara says, and, and furthermore, we also know that what? That even if the uh, Yoresh, 
was Mode, which means Kanche Oda, or Kanche Lo Oda, that's the way that Nachman answered, but we, we, bring a, we brought a Braita to come and show that what? That the child only has to pay the Keren. And that's what it says in the Pasuk, the Yeshiva, the Yezela, Ashir Gazam. It's talking about that there was a Hoda. Because we're saying that the Yeresh has to pay Keren. So if the Yeresh has to pay Keren, it must mean the father was Modet. So how could you tell me that that Braita, this Braita, the same Braita that, 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 that we're quoting above, that this Braita is talking about where it was low Hoda, where we, it's clearly that the Braita is talking about Hoda. Which means that Nachman wanted to say that this Braita <coughs> is talking about, you know what, there's no homage? Because the father didn't admit. Cannot be. For sure, this Braita is talking about where the father did admit if he swore falsely. Because the Ayah is when he dies, the kid has to pay care That must be talking about where there is Yehoda'ah. I think Rabbi Nachman tell me that this Braita is talking about no Hoda. Yehoda says, Eva, my Lohoda. What does Rabbi Nachman mean when he said this Braita is Lohoda? Lohoda Abib. Yes, yeah, so that when the father was Lohoda, Lohoda <coughs> Beno. But the son himself was Modet. And therefore the child has to pay him. But he's going to be patur from Homish. Because again, a person doesn't pay Homish before the Gizera of himself. Oh. I'm Again, you just told me now what that the case of the bright that it says with the case where the child is patu from the homish is what is where the father stole and the father made a shivua and he died. And then the son was more there. That what? That he has the gazel of his father in his hand. He was more there. And you tell me in that case already the kid doesn't have to pay homish. Why not? Let the kid pay homish for his own shivua. Which means forget about the shivua of the father and the gazel of the father. If we're talking about over here that the child eventually was more there than he owes it, the Chaurai should have to pay homage for that. Which means, even if you want to say that a person cannot pay homage for the Shibwa of his father, but this child over here, he, he's holding the money of the Nigzal. And he was, he, he was confessed, I don't know it. <clears throat> and then he swore. And then he was more there. The Chaurai should have to pay the homage from himself. Forget about from the father's chayyut. That's the Gavara's question. Amres, the Gavara says, which is that which we say that the son is patur, that braita, where the son himself was nishban and he was kofir on the gizela of his father, is talking about where the, where the, the, the uh, gizela is not around anymore. Which means the only time that we say that the son has to pay for the gizela of the father is when the item is still around. Uh, however, if the item is uh, not around anymore, so the son does not have to pay uh, in such a case where he's going to be kofir. Uh, so again, we're learning the Braita again. Beshe'en gezela kayimit. 
means the tour of the sun. From Homish, is talking about where the sun was kofir on the gezelah of his father, and he swore. Is Davka in the case that at the time of the kefirah, the hefetz of the nixal was not around anymore? Which means that which we say the son is obligated to pay back the gizla of the father is dafka the etzim item itself, and not the money to, to, to reimburse money if it's not around. So therefore, when the item is not around, oh, it's not around in, 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 in the world, not there. So the son is not obligated, even if he swore uh, that he doesn't have it and uh, that, that, that he didn't steal it and he doesn't have it. And if it was kofir, because not Abib, he does not have to pay a homish on such a type. So Gabriel says, wait, Ibishin Gizirah Kayemit. If you're talking about a case where the Gizirah is not around, if you look at it in the middle of Mishalim, then the Chaurah, the Yorah doesn't even have to pay Kerin. Because the law is, again, you only have to pay Kerin if the children, that is, if the Gizirah is around. But you don't have to pay for the father's gizlaf is not around, so what are you telling your homish doesn't have to pay? He wouldn't even have to pay the kid in itself. Oh. Talking about over here where the child inherited karka. Now, the law is that when this karka, the karka has a lien on it for all the debts of the father. And therefore, even though the gizlaf might not be around anymore, doesn't matter. He has to pay Kedin because there's a Shiambud already on the Karka that the child was inherited. So he has to come out from the Karka. So the Gemara says, wait, even if there's Karka, even if let's say the child inherited Karka, so what? Because why is he going to tell me that he has to pay from the principle of what the father stole? Which means, the fact that you're paying uh, 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 for the Gizelab, the father, it's not worse than a loan that was done verbally. And the law is that verbal loans are not Mishobat to Karka. The only time that you could take from the property of the Yorshin is on a loan that had a start to it, that had a, uh, a, a, a document. Now, the father, that does not go to the karkaot. So this guy was a gazan, the father. So he died. So you tell me how the kids have karkaot. So what have karkaot? It's not worse than a milveh. al And the milveh doesn't go to the karka. Amre, that Gevara says, Bishamad Bidin. The case thought with the father already before he died, he went to Bidin. On the Gizela, before he died, and Bidin was posek that he has to pay. And that big deen that the father has to pay is like a star. It's like the star in the Hayyibigim. And therefore, the Hayyub goes to the Karka. So therefore, in that case over there, the children are going to have to pay for the Keren from the Karka that they have because the whole goes on the Karka. Oh, even Ahmad Nishanad Bedin. Wait, if it's talking about where already the big deen obligated the father when he was still alive. And therefore, the karkaot have a home on it, a shabud, which means now the child should have to pay homish as well. Again, in this case over here, he's holding karka. Karka, and then he what? The child himself was nishba. He came along and said, I swear, 
I don't own it. I don't have it. I don't, uh, I don't owe it. I don't have it. But we didn't steal. And then in the end he was modern. So the Chaura, if he has Karka, and the Karka already is Mishrobad, so the Chaura, the child should have to pay homage as well, because there is a Karka over there. So the Chaura answers, she's forget about the father's Shavua, do your Shavua, and don't tell me you don't have money. He has, he has Karka, and the Karka already is Mishrobad for the kid and the father. Now the son himself was made a Shavua that he doesn't have it, so the Chaura, he should have to pay for his own Shavua. Amar Abuna Beret Rabbi Yoshua, which means homesh is not which means we don't make a shibua on karkaot. Which means this guy over here, the only reason he has to pay kerin is because there's karka. So the whole shibua or the whole payub of kerin is coming from karkaot. Now that he swore and then he was more dead, so since it's coming from Karkaot, so the deen is, in the Shamim Chomesh, you don't pay Chomesh from a Kefira on a Shabu that came from Karka. That's the deen. Oh. So therefore, let's review, in summary, what was said in this Gemara there. Basically, we come out with some very important facts. Number one, the Gemara wants to say that Chomesh is considered Mamon. Chomesh is considered a monetary uh, obligation. And we see that, what, from Al-Mishnah. The fact that Al-Mishnah said that you don't have to go to the end of the world, the Havah meaning that you would have to go to the end of the world. Meaning you would have thought that's like regular Keren. Chadush. Chomesh you don't. But it does have a deen of Mamon. That's why the Mishnah had to tell me, but don't think you have to go to the end of the world. But it really has a deen of Mamon. And therefore the Gemara went further to say that if a person uh, stole money, and uh, he swore, and then he died, uh, then the Yorshim have to pay Kerem uh, Nebuchadnezzar as well. But of course, they would not have to bring a Korban Hasham. Because once the guy is dead, so there's no Korban Hasham for a dead person. And then the Gemara's question was, what do you mean? Yorshim actually have to pay homage of their father? Uh, that's so? And we brought contradictions from Abraita. Because we saw in Abraita it says, that what? That no matter what, the child only has to pay kidding. It says, Asher Gazal, Asher Ashak. Only the guy that actually stole pays the homest. Hulo Gazal, Velo Ashak. So that was a stira. Make up your mind. Did the kids pay homest or not? So to that, Nachman originally tried to answer and said, Kanche Oda, Kanche Lohoda. Which means, if the father was more there in his lifetime after he swore, and he already was Hayab Homesh, then the Yoshim have to pay. But the other Braita, which incidentally is in Torah Kwanim, that says that you don't have to pay, that's talking about the which means nobody was more there. The father swore that he doesn't know it, and that's it. They died, and nobody was more there. And nobody was more there, so therefore uh, you don't have to pay. That had to give a question, because the Gibbara brought that Braita in Torah Kwanim and said that the child has to pay, kill it. So that must be talking about, the bright is talking about where somebody was more there. The father was more there. Because if the father was more there, not, there's not even a Karen payment. Oh, so if the father was more there, but the bright is the kid only has to pay Karen. So to that, Nachman comes along and says, no, I, I explained to you what it means. What does it mean, uh, lo hoda? 
לא הודה אבי והודה בנו. We're just talking about a case where the father was not modeh, but the son was modeh. Oh, so in that case where the son was modeh, so the son has to pay kerin, but he's not going to have to pay homes. Where the father himself was modeh, in the kerimet, then he'll have to pay even kerin the homes. So again, when we said lo hoda, lo hoda means that what? Somebody was modeh. Lo hoda ha'ab, but the son was, the son was modeh. Okay, so someone's more dead, and of course he has to pay. He has to pay for the, the, the kerim, but he's not going to have to pay for the homage. But if the father himself was nishbah and more dead, then he could have to pay everything. And then the Gemara came along and said, oh, what do you mean? If the son himself made a shivuah, and then he was more dead, let him pay for his own shivuah, which means the kid has to pay for the father's shivuah. Let him have to pay for homage from his own shivuah that he swore falsely. No, we're talking about where the Gizelah is not Kayam. Meaning, if the Gizelah was Kayam, the original Gizelah that the father took, and it was by the son, in Echadameh, does someone have to pay Kerem the Chomesh for his own Shavuah? But we're talking about where the Gizelah is not Kayam. Oh, the Gizelah said the Gizelah is not Kayam, and even Kerem he doesn't have to pay. No, we're talking about where it is a is Karka. Oh, it's Karka, so therefore the Shavuah of the father goes on the Karka. Oh, that's the Gizelah said. So what? It's a milve alpe, which means uh, the only time something transfers to karka is when it's with, uh, with a star. The father went money with a star, then it goes the chayuf to the karka of the kids. But there's no gizra, it's not a, not, not a star. So the Gibran says, no, it's like it's uh, a star. Because it was done in Beti. It was a court. It's, it's public. Also, it was done in Beti, and the father was obligated already in Beti to pay. Oh, so the Gibran says, if the father already was obligated to pay, so therefore the child should have to pay now when he swears, even Chomesh, which means, in this case, when he was Nishma, and he was Oda, because he, he, he has the money. He has the money here. Yeah? The money is, 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 is the karka. So he's first for his own shivuah. He should have to pay. So but since the whole shivuah is, because since the whole payment is coming from karka, we have a law that says you don't pay homish on kifidat for the shabud of karka. And that is the conclusion of the Yemara. Baruch Amen.